Hello everyone, welcome back to Chibi and Chilled Anime Podcast, the podcast that talks all about all things anime, all things manga, anything that you're kind of thinking Japan related, it's about anime, it's about manga, I'm going to be talking about it on this podcast, so be sure to subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode. So I'm your host Ryan and I'm a massive anime and manga fan and I have been for many 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 years, since the 90s, since I was a kid and that fad has never truly ended. So a few things before we dive into today's episode. Down in the episode show notes you'll find links to my Etsy shop where you can find a bunch of anime themed goodies for you to shop and enjoy. So there's pin badges, there's stationery, there's keyrings and more. Whether you're a One Piece fan, a Jujutsu Kaisen fan, a Pokemon fan, a Mario fan or anything else, you'll find a goodie on the shop for you to check out. There's something for every anime and manga fan over there. Right now, there's also 25% off most items on the shop, so be sure to check out everything at a great deal. The link is down in the footer in the show notes, so be sure to check out my Etsy shop, Chibiweeb merch on Etsy. If you're a gamer, much like me, then why not check out Razer? You can find a bunch of accessories from mouses, keyboards, headsets, mouse mats and more to the bigger stuff like gaming laptops and desktops. Over on Razer website, link down below, you can shop a whole host of gaming accessories from the Chroma range, which is all colourful, which is my favourite stuff, to more sleek black stuff, including even their own merchandise, clothing, bags and accessories. There's something for everyone, and with the holiday season coming up, it's November now, why not check out Razer.com for your holiday shopping for the gamer in your life. Maybe it's you, why not treat yourself? The link is down below for you to check out and shop. So in this series, it's all about me travelling through the One Piece arcs and reflecting on them as I go. So this episode is all about Whole Cake Island and there's so much to uncover or dive into in this episode. There's so much to talk about. I've kind of had to leave some stuff out, but... There's some really good bits to cover. I ended up really liking this, but we'll get into the actual story a whole lot more. We'll cover some of the basics, basics of the island, I guess, basics of the story. And then we'll dive into what are the really key points of Hulkick Island and the whole saga of Big Mom in general. So the Whole Cake Island arc is also referred to as the Totoland arc, is the 29th story arc of the manga and anime One Piece and the second story arc of the Whole Cake Island saga and the sixth story arc of the second half of the series. And it covers 95 anime episodes, so it's a really hefty arc and it's episode 783 to 877. So it nearly, nearly takes us into the 900s, but we have so so much happens in this arc, but not in the same kind of way as it does in some other arcs, I guess. It's more a lot of backstories on certain characters and one huge battle that we see and I'll talk about in a little bit. But let's start with Big Mom. So the huge, sinister, but sweet looking on the outside kind of character that she is. And the fundamental values that Big Mom has are actually lovely. It's the end of racism, everyone is equal, one land where everyone loves everyone, but then underneath all that nice, all that sugarcoating, I guess, lies a deep hatred and this 
strength and manipul- manipulative power that she has in order to get what she wants to build the best nation, the most powerful nation, the most pa- powerful pirate crew. And we'll have to take a look at Pudding for this example. And we'll dive into Pudding a little bit more later on. But Pudding is an example of how we saw how Big Mom was and how she well how she treats her sons and daughters and how she actually sees them more as tools more than anything else tools in order to build relationships with other nations and kind of inherit all of their strength and we see that a lot with the plot with Germa 66 and how big mom's plan essentially spoiler if you haven't watched the arc please skip this bit but the whole plot of actually exterminating the German 66 uh, Sanjay's family, the Vinsmokes, and actually just getting rid of their entire family in order to just inherit not only the land that comes with German 66, or the ships more specifically, but inherit the power that they have and the signs that they have. But Pudding is an example of how we saw how Big Mom was creeped out by Pudding's third eye and how that really set up her whole personality growing up as a kid and actually what ended up being the the whole her whole character for a lot of the plot until the very end but big mom's backstory was one of my favorite bits of this arc i loved seeing her backstory like seeing her left by her own parents and this is where we see this really cute upbringing with the other kids and mother carmel and but we see that that quickly starts to change and how powerful she Proves to be in the end, even as a kid, and her hunger pangs completely take over, and it completely like took over the village of Elbalf. And crazy, I find it interesting that we are eight hundred and odd episodes into One Piece at this point, and we're still getting references to Elbalf and that specific area of land and that specific time frame of One Piece. It's so so key in the story, but we see that her manipulation efforts and traits probably come from Mother Carmel and she kind of presents herself as this kind of like Mother Teresa character, very loving, smiles at everyone but actually underneath that she's working kind of underground and she's basically working in, in trafficking and collecting these powerful kids I guess and raising them in a different way but speaking of the kids we've got Big Mom eating kids as well and this wasn't specifically shown on the screen, it wasn't shown through the animation but it was kind of implied very very heavily and at the start of the arc we see big mom eat and hear screams as she's eating that's really early on and we see that a little bit earlier on in the uh, fishman arc as well fishman island we see that a little bit then as well and this was nodded to during her backstory where the kids at big mom's birthday party disappear after she's eaten all of the cake and she, she just kind of carries on eating she doesn't really pay attention just keeps going and going and that moment is filled with pure joy for Big Mom. But then she kind of realises that the kids have disappeared that are around her. She kind of goes around looking for them. And she kind of almost starts seeing their ghosts a little bit around the island. Until she kind of starts to realise that they're not actually there. So it's is it that, it's that kind of moment where she realises that... Or does she realise? That's the question. Does she realise... That she's ate them? Does she still now understand that she's she ate those kids? Or has she kind of like psychologically blocked that? But is is that why she adds her own spirit to food and makes them home is so that she can hear the screams when she eats them? Or somewhere psychologically does she link 
the joy that she had on her birthday with the background noise of screams. Like, how dark does this go? It has to be linked somewhere. It was linked so heavily. But that's an interesting kind of facet to Big Mom, I guess, is she adds her, her soul to these different foods. And, you know, we see we see them at the start of the tea party where every piece of cake's like, eat me, eat me, drink me, that kind of stuff. Which is really cute, but then when you kind of think about the backstory of that and why Big Mom would even do that, it's really, really sinister. It's really, really dark. And I think I really enjoyed the the kind of contrast of the cakes and the sweets and the really overly sweet surrounding of Whole Cake Island with this deeply dark, sinister plot behind that runs alongside and the dark, super dark history that Big Mom has with the food alone. The festive season is here and with that is my new range of Christmas card designs over on thoughtful.co.uk. Over there you'll find my three new Christmas cards for mum, boyfriend and husband all available to purchase right now in a bunch of new sizes including ones filled with chocolate, champagne, flowers and your normal standard A5 and A4 cards. Show notes to shop my three new Christmas cards, a Father's Day card and a Happy Birthday card so be sure to check out thoughtful.co.uk for your Christmas cards this year. But going back to pudding for a minute, I ended up loving pudding at the end of this arc. I ended up loving it, especially the second to last episode in the arc. Wow. Again, spoiler alert, but this it's this point in the arc where we see... Well, we don't technically see pudding kiss Sanji, but it's very, very heavily implied. And then... But then she uses her power to remove his memory of that moment. And it's just, it's so, so strong. It's so powerful. And when she deceived Sanji, that was super upsetting. Like, I really felt for Sanji when he was stood in out in the rain and his cigarette was getting all wet and he had the flowers. And that was so, so sad. But then seeing her fall in love with Sanji was super nice. And I really wish... I really wish she'd actually stayed with Sanji and joined the Straw Hats. I'm not sure how dynamically that would have kind of worked. I'm not sure it would have worked. Obviously, that's why Oda didn't, Oda didn't do it. But I really hope at some point we see Pudding again and maybe they have a bit of a reunion. But it's just, I ended up loving Sanji and Pudding together. Like, as an item, as a couple, they look so, so, so strong together. And they both have a love for food. Obviously, she's from Whole Cake Island. You know, there's there's so much power there. And they were just perfect. I loved the kind of like playful moments where Pudding was super mean, but she didn't mean it. And then she'd be like, San, at the end. It was so, so good. I really enjoyed those bits. And it's those small bits that I love the most about One Piece. It's, it is those pockets of of story that don't really do too much for the story, but they support it. And they really change it, I think. But let's dive into Carrot for a second. So we saw Carrot's Sulong form. And we learned all about the Sulong form with the full moon and uh, those from, from that kingdom. And I loved this. And Carrot looked awesome during this moment. The super long hair. She got a bit taller. She looked like her eyes went red. It looked so good. I loved this. I really hope we see more of the Sulong form. It makes sense to see more of the Sulong form as we go into Wano next in the next arc. Finally, Wano. But uh, awesome. 
I wish we'd saw more of this, but super, super good. The little pocket of that we did get, awesome. But Sanji's, let's look at Sanji, and we saw so much about Sanji's past and how he actually is one of the princes of German 66. Up until now, we don't, we didn't really know much about Sanji actually at all, apart from that he loves women and food. And the modifications of the kids and his really brutal dad were really shocking. And they kind of, I the one bit I did really like about German 66 was each uh, person got their own kind of Sailor Moon style transformation scene, which the budget for those must have been really high. Like the transformation scenes were awesome. And being an old school uh, Sailor Moon fan from back in the 90s, this really, really tickled me. I really, really enjoyed the nod to all of this and the kind of extraness that they had. They kind of had this like super tough, no motion kind of facade. And then their transformation is like a nod to Sailor Moon. I absolutely love that kind of kind of play with it but seeing Sanji's background was really really interesting like seeing him with like that helmet on and him crying and his sister trying to help him it was really really interesting it was so odd that's not what I thought Sanji's background would have been and obviously his bounty ended up going up from being having the Vin Vin, Vin Smoke name attached to him now overall I didn't overly love German 66 I like the idea of the nation that's just ships and it kind of like merges together. That's really cool. I really enjoyed that. And I enjoyed the overall idea of German 66. I'm not a massive superhero fan, so it didn't really click all that well with me. But I appreciate it. I kind of wished at some point the brothers showed a little bit more emotion towards Sanji. Because overall, after all, Sanji saved them and... He proved to be the strongest out of all of them. But they did do an awesome battle to get to save the Straw Hats, I guess, and protect them. So it's a two and a throw, I guess. It's it's fine. The sister was the better one, hands down. Very, very cool. And she had the best costume as well. Like a like a moth kind of thing. It was very cool. But speaking of cool characters, let's talk about the Luffy versus Katakuri battle. Right, this fight was super super long right like it was really long although yes i get it it kind of makes sense for it to be super long with katakuri being the second strongest only to big mom one of the emperors of the sea but it went on for so many episodes so after a while i did get a little bit tired of watching the fight i feel almost guilty saying that but i got i did get a little bit tired of it it went on for so long but it was entertaining at the same time i was just ready for the fight to kind of reach climax but I ended up loving Katakuri and we got to see a little bit of a glimpse of the relationship between him and Bruli as well in the backstory. And Bruli ended up being one of the most key characters in this entire story arc because of her ability through the mirrors. If it wasn't for Bruli, this arc would have been completely different. But the super cool character design and interesting backstory as a kid for Katakuri and now he kind of stands up for his family was really really interesting I love that this whole arc had this kind of feeling of family and looking out for each other and kind of building your own family I guess that kind of vibe is really really nice in the end but I loved Katakuri his whole design his power very cool I would have loved at some point for Katakuri to have kind of changed pace and joined the Straw Hats in the end and I think having that kind of villain that's 
swapped over to Luffy's side. Well, not villain. Villain's not right, isn't it? But, you know, antagonist. Join Luffy would be really, really cool. Have a bit like a darker side on the on the crew. But nonetheless, I loved this. I did get a little bit tired of the mochi donut things. But hey ho, if if a power works for you, a power works for you and you can't change that. Very cool though. I loved it. I don't didn't understand why everyone laughed at his mouth. I would have found that if this was real, that would have been really scary and really threatening. Don't know why it would have been funny. But hey ho, I guess different world. It's a one piece world. Maybe things like that are funny. Who knows? But let's dive into some of the changes of the Straw Hats crew after the arc. So one of my favourite episodes were the last couple of ones. And I always, always love the episode at the very end of an arc. And we all second to last of an arc. And we see them, all the crew, and they're just chilling. They're on the ship. They're on the sunny. And they're just kind of going about their day. Sanji's cooking. Nami's counting jewels or something. And Brooke's making a tea. You know, everyone's just kind of chilling on the ship. And I love those moments where we see the crew just in between arcs, kind of in between islands, doing their thing. And we see the bounties come through. But we see during this episode, Nami and her new homie servant. So I love that Nami took control of one of the homies in the series, Zeus, thanks to the Viva card. And I love that he ended up being Nami's servant. And now her fighting power with the climb attack is so much stronger. Very, very cool. Super cute. I love that she's got like a little servant going on. And Luffy's bounty went up to 1.5 billion berry, which is insane it's absolutely skyrocketed and Sanjay's wanted poster has also had a bounty change I think it was 330 million and like he all he was concerned about was that it was higher than Zoro's and it was by like 10 I think and his name changed to Vin Smoke Sanjay and it changed it back to want a dead or alive and his bounty went up for the pure fact that he has the Vin Smoke name attached to him now which is super interesting, I guess. Now the whole world kind of knows he's part of Gem 66. So I'm interested to see how that kind of plays out and what the connections kind of build from that. But we did see Snake Man Luffy join this battle as well, which is like the skinny, musclier version of Gear 4 instead of Balloon Man. And it's super cool. I love this new kind of snake-focused fighting style. It reminds me of Bo Hancock and that kind of whole tribe idea. So super cool. I loved seeing that. And overall, I loved this arc. I think this was super, super good. I did get a little bit tired in the, in the category battles, I have to say. I did get a little bit tired of that. It went on for so long. But at the same time, this is also the longest, one of the longest arcs we've had. So, love this. I don't think I'll cover the reverie on here. Because I've already gone through the reverie. And it's more just a nice tie-in to allow you... To remember the journey that we've been on with One Piece so far before we go into Wano. And I've literally watched the first episode of the Land of Wano arc. And wow, I am so here for it. I cannot wait to dive into this more. Because Wano has literally just ended. I'll probably end up doing a few series on that one and kind of cover it as I go. But absolutely love this. I don't think this would be one of my favourite arcs, but parts of them are... I think Jess Rosa for me is still the stronger one out of Whole Cake and Jess Rosa. But I know that all three of Wano, Jess Rosa and 
Cake Island are seen as like the favourites out of all the arcs. And I can see why. They're definitely, definitely some of the best ones. Awesome. Thank you so much for checking out this episode. If you're new to the podcast, thank you so much for checking this out. I really do appreciate every single listen, every follow, every download. It really does mean a lot. From one weep to another, thank you so much. If you're wanting any anime merch, head over to my social media links. Find me on social media, find me on TikTok, Instagram, all that good stuff. And you'll see a link to my eBay shop where I have a bunch of anime themed prints for you to check out with worldwide shipping. Please do leave a rating and a review on the podcast platform that you're listening on this to. It really does support the show. It only takes a few seconds and it's free. I cannot ask. If I ask one thing of you, I'd ask that. Please do leave a rating and a review. Even if it's not great, please let me know. You know, it's even a bad one. Bad press is always... what. No, what's the saying? Any press is good press, I guess. Oh, that rhymed. So, so... A rating and review would be great. It really does support the show, so thank you so, so much for whatever roof can review you do leave. Sometimes finding a birthday card or an occasion card can be a boring task. However, I have some anime-themed cards on my thoughtful.co.uk creator profile, which is found in my links on social media. Over on Thoughtful, you'll find a bunch of anime-themed cards such as Studio Ghibli Happy Birthday cards and more with my range being updated regularly. Each card is processed by thoughtful.co.uk with shipping being fast, quick and efficient. You can shop my anime themed cards over on my Instagram with my links being over on there. Search Chibi Weave Anime and you'll find me. Thank you so much for listening, thank you so much for checking out the podcast, it really does mean a lot. Please do leave a rating and a review down below. It really does support the show and it's free to do. I'll see you next time. I'll see you next Friday. Have a great weekend. If you're a subscriber or if you're thinking of subscribing or starting the free trial on Apple Podcasts, I'll see you on Sunday for the next episode of the Chibi Peace exclusive Apple Podcast exclusive episode on Sunday. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.